Welcome to the May Contain Wine Podcast, brought to you by Wine, Women, and Wellbeing. I'm your host, Lisa Webb, and together we're going to get to know incredible women doing all kinds of interesting things. So grab a glass and get ready to be inspired by the amazing women in our global community. My friends, today I am here with Ruth Alexander. Now, Ruth is local to Calgary. She is with Coldwell Banker, who has the most luxury properties in real estate in the world. And Ruth is in the top 7% of that. And I can't wait to hear this whole story. Hello, Ruth. How are you? Hi, Lisa. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Okay. I want to hear because that's pretty exciting. I love all things luxury. So this is going to be a great conversation. Um, Can you share a little bit of your story with us and tell us how you ended up here? Because you've only been doing this for three years. Well, thanks. Um, I'm just actually, I think it's about 42 months, but who's counting a little over, I think maybe I'm, I'm reaching three and a half uh, years, I, or I'm starting my fourth year. I, you know, I lose track of time, Lisa, um, <laughs> because I'm nonstop. You know, my I'm all consumed by this business, and I think, um, you know, if you want to do anything and and rise uh, quickly, you have to be super focused and super dedicated. And uh, how did I get into it? As a, um, I guess a people always said, you should be in real estate, Ruth, you should be in real estate. But, uh, you know, I I guess I'm maybe a late sprouter, because I only, uh, you know, basically uh, got into this industry, um, when really, I seemed to be up against a wall and had no choices. So I was, you know, uh, married, Uh, it's it's probably a, a tale that's been told many times, where, you know, uh, I was not the income earner in the family. And I was not overseeing that part of our family. And, uh, you know, I was really, really blessed for those years of staying home and and looking after the kids and traveling. And, um, you know, long, long story short, I found myself in a situation of um, really dire straits uh, when we decided to split the divorce and uh, discovered, you know, quite sadly that we were in in dire straits financially. And I ended up um, without a home. I had two children. Uh, I was in my mid 40s. I had not worked for a really long time, obviously for over 10, almost 10 years of not working. Um, And I had to really think really quick on my feet. How was I going to start my life over at 46 years old with, with a big fat zero? Uh, and uh, nowhere to live, Um, friends put us up. And, you know, I think I just at that point uh, thought, well, you know, I I just only have a few choices here. And that is, uh, you know, (laughs) jump into a dating game again (laughs) and hope for the best, (laughs) which just, um, or, uh, be you know, go in a different direction. And and, um, I felt, you know, a tremendous weight of taking care of and also being a really good example to my daughters. Mm-hmm. So, so you just went I, for it. Well, you know, I had a, um, I had spent many years, uh, you know, raising money for different 
charities and organizations. So I, I was all already really good at networking and putting, getting people together. I did a, a couple of years of being a matchmaker in Calgary when, when matchmaking wasn't cool, uh, <laughs> or it was kind of, you know, you know, what New. do you mean your match? It was like, you mean you're an escort agency, you know, like it, <laughs> in Cal, in Calgary, that, that was like really too, too, uh, you know, too risque for people. I was to just going to say risque. Actually risque, like matching people. Um, that was just before, you know, the matchmakers from New York and LA started really making a big, um, a big business. You of were ahead it. of and, your you know, time. Trailblazer. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I really did love matchmaking people because I had all these events that I was attending and, and uh, organizing it just, uh, I just thought that was a great idea. And in fact, you know, real estate's a little bit like that, right? You, you're just right, uh, yeah. matching, yeah, matching people, people to, houses. to houses. And it's a much more tangible, you know, um, I remember being a matchmaker and it was just really a huge headache because, you know, you lose either way. You lose a client if they are happy, they move on. And if they're unhappy, <laughs> it's a horrible experience and emotional, right. um, you know, nightmare. So it, it was really um, great, you know, in many ways. But um, I just used that experience. And then, of course, when I was in that um, financial situation, we had had some properties that we were waiting to sell. And so I had to learn social media really quickly to promote on VRBO at the time. Mm -hmm. these rental properties before the banks took them, you know, which I, I wasn't even at that stage uh, aware that they were in that situation. So I was renting them out and that was all that we had really to, to have, you know, groceries, food on the table and survive. And um, a couple of realtor friends and a builder found out that I was really good at social media when it was just starting to be something people used in their business mm -hmm. and hired me for a meager monthly amount. And, you know, when you have nothing, you, you will just, anything is great. Right. And so I ended up um, doing a lot of social media and I had to be a quick study at it. And I really actually enjoyed it so much. And um, I got really quick at it, really quick at screenshotting properties, getting them into a LinkedIn post using my, you know, natural writing, you know, my, I loved English in school. It was my, my best subject. So just, you know, it was like a creative story. outlet almost, right? Storytelling. Yes. And, you know, when you have nothing to lose, I think you're a lot more creative too, you know, and everything to gain. I think you absolutely, I just started being as creative as possible with nothing to lose. And then I discovered really uh, quickly that I really loved articulating my rental properties and articulating the properties some uh, some realtors and builders had me market. I loved it so much that I just, you know, the, the light went on in my head that um, instead of making this uh, meager monthly amount to do everyone's marketing, I should just do marketing for properties that I actually list. And, and that's, that's when the light went on and it all just fell into place. And of course, you know, my first year, it was, you know, I did not make a lot of money. I just, I just, uh, you know, true grit through, through that first year. And then it just, um, yeah, it just snowballed from there, really. And, but I've never um, really slowed down in, in 
in the pursuit of, you know, some of my properties were 200,000 and some were 2 million. And I think everyone that hired me loved the fact that I was the underdog. You know, they, they were like, we're going to give it, you know, like that commercial, give it to Mikey, you know, (laughs) any property that couldn't sell, they would call me because they knew I was desperate really to survive and, and rebuild my own income. So give it to someone who's really hungry. And I've just maintained that same um, pace and uh, it's really paid off. Yeah. That's fantastic. So now when you like arrive at a cocktail party, do people instantly say to you, so let's talk about the market. What's the market like, Ruth? Is that like the number one? Is that what they hit you with right away? Yeah. If they don't hate realtors, then they'll warm up to me right away, you know, because, you know, it seems like it's kind of like having an insurance salesman or something at a party when you're the realtor, right? But some people really cower away from you because they're like, oh God, you know, the realtor is going to try to sell to me. And others really are, it really does. I mean, I'm elated to know that people love to talk about real estate. Most people, they love to talk about because it is, it's their biggest investment. They're really, they're really invested, you know, in their house or their house adventures. And they love to talk about them. So to me, it's great. And I'm that shameless realtor at every event or party. If I overhear anyone talking about anything to do with their house, I'm all in. (laughs) Also, it's something that we've all, it's kind of like school. Everyone has an opinion. And I know this because I used to be a teacher. Everyone has an opinion on the education system, on school, because we've all been to school and we've, you know, God willing, we've all had a house. We've either grew up in a house. Our parents have sold a house. We've bought a house. We we've all had that shared experience. So we can all feel like we have an opinion on it. And I think that's part of it too, right? Like not everyone plays the stock market or, or does, is interested Mm -hmm. in, you know, a musician. Exactly. But we've all had in some form in our life. Most of us have had an experience um, with real estate. Or losing real estate. Mm-hmm. So they, so we're all you know, professionals had, and we all want to tell you how to do your job. I bet that too, right? <laughs> That's true. You know, it's interesting. You know, a lot of my clients are, you know, you know, uber educated engineers, um, you know, successful entrepreneurs. I actually, I, I don't know if this is surprising or not, but I attract a lot of independent female, you know, uh, women who are either single moms or divorcees. But, you know, these, these, women are powerhouses. They own their own homes. They're buying homes in Canmore. They're, you know, they just, I'm, I'm fascinated by this extreme independence. Um, but I love to hear that. I love to hear that you're you're attracting, but here's what they say. uh, Your vibe attracts your tribe. Like you, you draw in what you're putting out. Right. Right. Um, I think so. I hope so. I'm really proud of that. You know, I'm always, so moved. I have a young buyer. Uh, well, I listed her condo and she chose to buy with me as well. And, you know, she's really young. And I said, you know, are we going on this buying tour with your boyfriend? And she was like, no, I want to go on my own. I'll pick the house and then he can come and have a look at it. But this is my investment. And I'm like, you know, I'm really, I, I admire that. You know, I, my only regret in life is having not woken up to that earlier in my life 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say that, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, though, right? But I'm like 51 now and feeling like my eyes are so wide open. And I wish that I had, because, you know, of course, I yearn for the energy I had back then. If I had that energy with this wisdom and experience and all right. the colossal failures that I've <laughs> learned from then... Like, wow, I would have probably, I would have been a multimillionaire had I been this focused in my 20s. And wow. so I really admire those women who have that fortitude at their young age to just save and have a down payment and have great credit and be able to buy all on their own. I'm just like... Ruth, you, the good news is away? 50 is the new 20. So you're oh. good. <laughs> You're totally fine. <laughs> I think I need a new injector or something. But, um, oh, I'm sure we can yeah. find you one. Um, you're you're doing great in, on all fronts. Uh, so okay. what what do you say when people are like, I don't need a realtor, or why do I need oh. a realtor? Because I'm sure you've had that conversation. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because the hotter the market is, I think those ideas start to penetrate every. Mm-hmm you know, intelligent or, or relatively able person's mind. Like, why would I pay these astronomical fees to a realtor for putting up a sign on my lawn? Like I can totally handle that. I've got a lawyer, you know, that is a disaster. I've seen that disaster happen over and over. In fact, I just had a a couple who, you know, contacted me and said, you know what, we've actually decided to go with, I don't know, I won't mention their name, but a discount brokerage, uh, you know, there's no fees. It's all done online. We have great pictures on our camera. Uh, you know, we're just going to list it ourselves. And I said, okay, well, that, you know, best of luck to you. That sounds awesome. You know, good luck. A very unique property on top of that. Um, so I, you know, I, I um, yeah, uh, two weeks later, they sent me a text saying, Ruth, back. <laughs> Ruth, no one answers the phone. We can't reach anyone. They, you know, the material's wrong. Um, there's no one to talk to. It's a 1-800 number. <laughs> and, and, and even um, I showed a couple properties uh, last week and the, the owner was in the house. Now, that is the worst idea ever to have you, the owner, represent your house. It's the worst idea. You have no idea. And, and the things that the owners say, like when you're in the house, Something like I said, so have you had many showings? No, not at all. It's not been busy at all here, you know. <laughs> but let me show you, you know, why you should buy this house. And it's just, they say all the wrong things. And you would be so surprised, you know, in the art of negotiations. And when, you know, sellers and buyers are at polar opposites of wants and needs. Mm-hmm. So, This person to the right who is buying wants to pay the least amount of money possible. And this person wants the most money possible, the seller. And they think because they're a nice person and they know their house inside and out, they're the best person to to sell the house. But they're really, no matter how much you get along, you know, with the seller and the buyer who comes by, you're enemies from day one. Mm -hmm. You want totally different uh, things. You're you want totally different things. And sellers just, they also don't understand if it is a hot market, then you should be getting multiple offers. How do you deal with a multiple offer? How do you handle them? How do you get the most? How do you, how do you respond? How do you, you know, answer certain questions? 
properly, there is a way to handle all of these transactions. And really, if you're an engineer or a lawyer or, you know, lawyers often think they can sell their own properties. It's just, you, you really don't, um, I don't think you're equipped to handle it. Like as we have proper training, all the education, we also know the market inside and out. If you're a good realtor, you actually understand the stats. Plus, you know, can you really book all those showings back to back and organize a calendar you know, for I, your I, house? I just you know, heard like it's a, kind of a nightmare. Yeah, it's a lot. And I just heard a, a quote in the last week and I've used it a couple of times because I love it. And I just think it, it's just so bang on. And that is you've got to put your aces in their places. And like, it's, it's kind of like, let the people who know what they're doing, do what they're best at. And I went That's out right. for dinner with someone and they said to me, um, it was actually when, when Elizabeth Gilbert was in, in town for a wild conference and we, we were all out and Miriam, who was Elizabeth's agent said to the, cause it was like a sharing menu. And she said, just bring us what's best, you know, what's best. And I was like, I have never done that before. And she told the like chef's choice. And I was like, can you do that? And so they just started bringing out the food, like what they were best at. Let the people who know their job do what mm-hmm. they are best at. And so obviously you are the best woman to sell a house opposed to like me just thinking it's a sign in the front yard. It's clearly, it's clearly more than that. And I thank you for saying that. And I really love it when sellers say, you know what? I have some really great pictures too on my camera from last summer. <laughs> like you, you're going to absolutely love those pictures. And, oh, and also on photo day, I'll be here to help you with everything. So, we'll, you know, and it's like, <laughs> you're like yeah, no, no and no. <laughs> no and no. You, you have to just go. Just trust me. And luckily, trust the process. Yeah. And, you know, in the beginning, that was a little harder to to uh, articulate and, and have people trust me because I was new. But I, I've always been strict on just you have to leave the house. Even actually, you know, if you can, go overnight to, you know, go to Canmore and just give me your house for the weekend. Because, you know, it is. It's, it's, it's the difference between taking pictures yourself. You know, it's like dating. You know, get a, get a Put, a, put any old picture you want or a picture you think is great on your profile or go and get professional headshots. And, you know, your exposure and, and the phone will ring. You'll have many more suitors to choose from if you actually let the professionals handle it. <laughs> yes. Okay, so tell me, what is the strangest question that you've ever got or question or comment? Mm-hmm. Let's say that mm-hmm. when someone found out what you do for a living, that you're a realtor. What, what's the, do you have any like weird thing that's reoccurring or? No, yeah, that's funny. No, I, we do play a funny game. Um, my, my, some of my friends and I, my best friends, when we go out for dinner, like for example, I think we met, I was at the Banff Springs and yes. and saw you were there with, with a group of people. But if we're talking to anyone in the restaurant, we play a game and we've done it multiple times. We've said, okay. Just having met us, like that outlier book, or or the or what is it, um, the other book you wrote, um, where you have preconceived notions about people, just kind of stereotype. Um, I don't know the name, but Mal- I can I can see Malcolm where you're going Mal- with this. So you, you yeah. make them? So do you make them guess? Make them guess what we do, and um, 
I'll tell you right away, within five minutes, they guess that I'm a realtor. So I guess really? I just look like, they're like, you sell luxury homes or you're a realtor or you sell, yeah, you're in luxury sales of some sort. And I'm like, well, that's no fun. But they also guess my, my friend Deborah, who's a owns dance studios because she's always sitting. She's her posture is you know, probably you, fantastic from ballet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they take a little longer to guess what she does, but eventually they do. But I find it interesting. They get it on the first, almost the first try every time. That's a really um, fun we, game. I want to use that. I'm going to steal it. It's that. a good game. Yeah. And it's, it's a good icebreaker. Yeah. Yes, it is. So a strange question I, I recently got, you know, from buyers when possession day is coming up. Someone asked if my sellers could measure all the toilet bowls for them, mm. made a specific question because they wanted to replace all the toilet lids. Oh, okay. So just maybe they want those fancy toilet seats that like are heated or something. No, they just wanted a new lid. And you know, oh. then my sellers are like, well, you know, I spent I actually, I actually saved the picture of those lids and they are like $230 each and there's seven toilets. So are you sure they really want to replace them? They're brand new. So these are the conversations, you know, people think it's such a glamorous job and that you're just always, <laughs> because, you know, the pictures on social media, of course, they show the highlight reel, fun, baby, the fun little moments, but you get those questions all day long that just could drive you half mental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, really the toilet seats? That's it. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's so funny. That is, that's not Sorry, a conversation you have every day for sure. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of boring. I'm sorry. I don't have anything weird, weirder to ask. No, that's, yeah. this is all no. good. I'm going to, I'm going to come at you with the wine woman and well-being questions. So we have like a rapid fire questions that we do. Oh, sure. Are you uh, ready? Sure. Okay. Ready. So if you could sit down and have a glass of wine in a conversation with one woman living or dead, what woman would you want to sit down with? Oh, God. I know everyone says Oprah. And, uh, um, or, you know. I mean, it's not a terrible person to sit down with. It's not a terrible answer. No, I, I'm sure it's a typical answer, you know. Um, so it would depend which Ruth, you know, you're talking to, you know, professional Ruth or fun Ruth, you know. I'd love to have a conversation with, like, Mae West. <laughs> okay. Okay, keep going. <laughs> what is your go-to well-being or self-care practice? Uh, sleep. That's great. And yoga. Sleep and yoga. Mm -hmm. Yes. Great answer. Mm -hmm. Two things I don't do enough of. Mm -hmm. Do you mm -hmm. have a favorite book or podcast recommendation? Yes. Uh, I'm reading a great book right now, actually. And it's called The One Thing by Gary Keller. Okay, and uh, it's really transforming my work ethic. I know that sounds boring too, but no, I'm actually I'm writing it down because. <laughs> well, I'm a you know I'm definitely an ADD, and I find almost all my clients and people on my team, my six uh, agents, you know, we all attract each other. We're all very huge multitaskers, and we can handle everything. And the one thing is really about dialing it down to one doing one thing at a time and doing it well and that's it like it, it's it's a, the domino effect of doing one really good thing at a time and I'm really enjoying it I'm halfway through and it's definitely honing my good 
Yeah, I love it. I recommend it to everyone. Even yeah, yeah, yeah. What does sisterhood real estate? Mm -hmm. Sorry. What does sisterhood mean to you? Um, It means uh, um, you know always being uh, straight and honest with your your friends and having surrounding yourself with women who are always uh, one faced and have the courage to to uh, courage and vulnerability and compassion to be truthful with one another, even when it hurts and always be looking out for each other. There's lots of people to talk about or have a good joke about, but sisterhood means, you know, always um, having each other's back. Definitely. Those are great traits to have Mm -hmm. in the people who Mm -hmm. surround you. Courage, vulnerability. I love that. And the last one I'm going to ask you Mm -hmm. is what advice would you give to your 16 year old self? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> what advice would you give to your 16 year old self mm. um to um yeah to get a therapist <laughs> to hone in your add mm-hmm. <laughs> therapist and, is also uh, always a good idea <laughs> Yeah, to get some therapy <laughs> and uh, and to finish school and to to get a better education and uh, maybe even to have become a real estate agent by the time I was old enough at eighteen. So wow. yeah, <laughs> well, you found become you found a, your become way. a realtor. <laughs> yeah. Shameless. I told you, I'm shameless about it. You found your way there, no matter what age. It happened at so that is because some therapy was good though, don't you think? Yeah, <laughs> therapy is also always good. Anyways, thank you so much for having us or for being with us, Ruth. It was lovely having you and chatting with you. And um, let everyone know where can they find you online? Well, first they can find me at your upcoming event in June at, mm-hmm. at your manifest at the manifest tour. tour. And we're all going to yeah. sip wine at the manifest tour. It's going to be a great time. And if they are, and if they're listening to this after that, and they want to come and find you online, where do they go then? Yes. Rare group. So my company is called rare group and R A R E is Ruth Alexander real estate. So rare group, it's an acronym that worked. Don't you love it when it it just works? So good. (laughs) So raregroup.ca and you can find me, my bio, my story there. And also learn about the amazing uh, group of agents that work with me. I've hand-selected them all. They're all so talented and as passionate about real estate as I am. And we just really have a great time. We might do luxury real estate, but, you know, we, we love to use that word luxury. But to us, you know, whether it's a mobile home or a multi-million dollar property, they're all luxury. Luxury is very relative and we, to, to individuals. Mm-hmm. And we, we really love what we do because we, we just put our heart and soul in every property. So you can find us there. Thank you so <laughs> much for chatting with us, Ruth. <laughs> Have a good day. Thanks a lot, Lisa. You too. I look forward to seeing you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thanks for listening, friends. If you like what you've heard, subscribe and recommend us to a friend. Head to winewomenwellbeing.com to find out more about what our community is all about and reach out to us on social media. We'd love to connect. Until next time, stay classy, stay kind.